0: myself on being on time,
1: you are on time. It's that's a very good quality to have. I had a client that was a motivational speaker always said always show up 10 minutes
0: early. Never. late. Yep. Yep. Never late. Never right. late. Sometimes and, when you show up early good things happen too.
1: Oh, that's very true. And the thing about you consistency know. is people know they can trust you and count on you, which is why we come every Friday, every morning, we've not missed a show, not a week. And not, just not one. I just realized today we are really winding up season three here. Uh, only. A couple oh, my more. gosh, you're kidding me. Uh, six more. Shows, five more after this. 26. Okay. Per season. All
0: right. Yeah. Right, Welcome to right. over
1: 50 starting over, everybody. I'm Barry Edwards.
0: And I'm Merle Garrison.
1: I thought you forgot. Hey, happy name, Friday man. to you. Happy Friday, man. <laughs> How was your week?
0: I only know one person that's forgotten their name on the show. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the infamous time I've I've had. It was great. I love that. Uh, I've had a crazy week here. It started out on Sunday morning when I woke up and uh, I kind of slept in on Sunday. And uh, I I looked over at uh, the clock on my wife's side, she'd already gotten out of bed, and I thought, God, what time is it? I looked and time change my god, it's 11 o'clock wait, it can't. And when I looked at my clock and it was 10. And I'm like, I, and it was the thing that happens, you know, that you dread happening on daylight yes. savings is that no one told you, or you for somehow cause you didn't even know about it and you lose an hour. And I was, I was jacked up all day because of that. I
1: know. Uh, it just
0: threw me off. Of it it totally threw me off. I, I, you know, and I thought it was a mistake. I thought Anne Marie actually set her clock an our head cause we were in Arizona which was an hour right. ahead and i thought maybe she just got that messed up and i and i looked at my my watch which i had not moved forward so i looked at it and i'm like okay she messed up because my watch is still saying an hour ahead and then then i'm like wait a second let me pick up my phone and i look at my phone and you know my my phone is always Satellite. up to date it said it was yep. 11 yeah i'm like oh, it is 11. I'll tell you. And I what- was like in the twilight zone for the rest of the day.
1: Oh, I think you got more to the story because you said how your week. weak. I asked you how you. Well, yeah, I,
0: so that's how it started. And then um, we had this whole debacle around our hot water heater this week. What happened? And so my look, I rent out here. It's, mm-hmm. it's very expensive. I rent out here. I've been doing that for a long time. And I have this really great landlord. I actually love him. Uh, and he decided that he was going to change the hot water heater. But the hot water heater was fine. It wasn't yeah. broken. It was old. But uh, we've never had a problem. We've never run out of hot water
1: before. He wanted a more efficient uh, one, save a few bucks.
0: And uh, he 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 actually, well, that wasn't the case. He hmm. just thought it was uh, getting old. I guess the last one was back in 2007. And he thought, I'm just going to replace this. Well, uh, Anne-Marie had a bunch of concerns about this. One was he wanted that we she was like, please don't do this before we leave town. Because what if something happens after oh. we leave and the place floods? And I was thinking, huh? That, I mean, I, I can't see that happening, but I've learned not to argue. Well, Whatever. I don't care when it goes. In. <laughs> so, uh, okay, fine. And then she was concerned about the, the pedestal that it's sitting on. And, um, she says that just doesn't look sturdy. And I'm like, ah, looks. I don't care. So That's fine. You know? And, uh, uh, and then uh, my landlord comes over, you know, before the guy comes over to look at it and everything, Anne-Marie shows him the thing and he says, Oh, it's fine. <laughs> and, uh, and then he says, you know, my wife, she, it's her birthday. I'm going out of town. And Anne-Marie speaks he's going out of town. What if something happens? I'm like, what is he going to do? He's out of town. Ta- I mean, he can't do anything. So he goes out of town. Bottom line. the, well, the guy shows up hours late. You know how it goes. That's mm-hmm. how everything happens. Sure. I'm upstairs in my office doing work. I get a panic text, come down here now. I come down. The guy has the thing installed. It's, it's falling through the pedestal now. It's like the leaning tower of Pisa. Uh it, it's 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 on now. With I can kind of smell gas. It's making a ticking sound. It sounds like it's gonna blow up. And, and Marie's like, call the landlord. And I, I call him up and he's like, What am I? What am I gonna do? I, I don't know what you're gonna do, but your house is about to be destroyed. And uh long story short, we had. More repair people come that couldn't speak English, and we were out there all day. Wow. They spoke Spanish. I was trying to speak to them from my Spanish in high school, sure, and they acted like they couldn't understand me, Yeah, <laughs> probably because I can't speak Spanish. <laughs> I <was, like, laughs> tried trying trying my best Spanish on them. They were like, oh. Right. <laughs> anyway, but uh, we finally got it fixed. We got hot water. I finally was able to take a shower, but that's my week. Wow. man, that was, that was like for, for two and a half days, we were having to hang out in the garage, you know, during the day because the repair people were back in the back, not really watching. I got all my bicycles out there and everything that was just inconvenient.
1: Yeah, no, I hear you. I, uh, last Saturday, you made me think uh, of this. It was a beautiful day. It was only 35 degrees, but it was like really still and sunny, like one of those. And I had a volunteer gig that I signed up for at the nature center where, uh, I joined a whole bunch of other volunteers in, uh, shoveling mulch into wheelbarrows and, uh, taking it on. That's hard building the yeah, trails. That's, that's good exercise for three hours on Saturday during yeah. that. So the weather was such that it was kind of perfect. I had a heavy long sleeve shirt on. That's all. That's all I needed. And it was perfect. And it was so fun because at the end of this, okay, I didn't know anyone else's names. But I knew their yeah. favorite food. I knew what they did for a living uh, and a number of other things. You know, we just had that kind of banter. It was a real sense of community. Yeah. It was fun. That's really cool. Really rewarding. And I bring it up because, guys, we've been cooped up so much and everything. This is good for the soul stuff. So if it inspires you to go out and do some kind of volunteer, man, you won't regret it. You won't regret it. I, I
0: had so much That's- fun. That sounds really cool okay how come you didn't know anybody's name nobody what, i didn't i on? didn't ask nobody uh, oh, asked I, okay.
1: I just like we're shoveling i broke the ice i'm like all right what's your favorite food <laughs> you know while we're shoveling pizza mexican you know all this where's your favorite place the you know all of that so it was really fun and then the one lady older lady is uh She does something in medical. She's got a PhD in studying bacteria and stuff.
0: So I talked to her. I'm
1: like, wow, during COVID, I bet your job changed a lot. She's like, you're not kidding. The funding and everything, the motivation for everything changed. Uh, A younger girl. uh, There are several case students there. And uh, the younger girl was, uh, I say younger, probably like 24 or something, but she was a a biologist who is working in an ER. So a biology major that I I don't know how that works, but her whole uh, goal in life is to work in an ER and she's been interning or whatever you call that as such. So that really interesting people, really good people. There's something about I'm going to tell you right now. When you volunteer, you weed out all the undesirables and then some. You're you're now dealing with top tier people as far as good people. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it's really I, I nice. I've
0: experienced that before, too. Yeah, mm-hmm. that is really nice. It's really nice. Anytime you're involved in any kind of volunteer thing or charity thing, it's it's usually the, the case that happens. I love that very, really cool stuff.
1: All right. Mar- um, yeah, go ahead.
0: I was going to turn to, uh, the week and, uh, and, and really the business side of things. I I don't know if you're seeing things out there the way that I'm seeing Barry, but it seems like we're starting to make a turn here. And, and I say that, uh, really based on my outreach that I've been doing, I've been doing a lot of cold calling, a lot of outreach and, uh, it, it's it's been frustrating. I have to admit because it's almost like, well, is anybody there? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, nobody answers the phone. I send out all these emails and all this kind of stuff, and nobody ever responds. And uh, it started it started to feel like, what it's fetal. like and, it's like
1: you're Will Smith and I Am Legend trying to do sales. And there's nobody yeah, there to do Yeah, sales. yeah there's <laughs>
0: nobody. I just put a bunch of mannequins out there and talk to them. And, <laughs> You know, that's, uh, but over the last couple of weeks, it, I'm starting, it's it's like fishing. I'm, oh, I'm getting nibbles, you know, people are responding. Are
1: what month are you on? Uh
0: This will be my six, seven, eight that's, eighth month, I think. But you yeah. know,
1: oh, eighth. Okay. Yeah. Six, yeah. To eight months, sure. It should if it were normal times, you know that by month yeah. six or whatever, things start to really start picking. But now yeah, it's, it's not normal
0: times. Yeah, right. it's very weird times. And it has, you know, let's let's face it, it can have a psychological effect where you start yes. to think, and I'm not really that good at this anymore. Absolutely. what uh, that's not the case. It's just the times that we're in and things seem to be turning around, people are starting to focus more on the business of the day rather than just COVID COVID COVID. Mm. And um, I'm getting people on the phone. I'm getting people that want to meet finally. Uh I'm I'm seeing I'm seeing light at the end of the tunnel on the on the business front. How about you?
1: Well I haven't been doing prospect prospecting per se in that way. I've been more or less uh working on my material that, geez, I sound like a stand-up comic, but in a sense, yeah, that I'm going to be reaching out to uh, chambers of commerce and uh, other organizations like this to present uh, several different things. That's what I'm working on right now. So I'm not doing direct outreach. So I wanted well, to my ask Well, my business you about is a
0: hundred percent that too. Say so you've got an established business and mine, yeah. mine's mine is, I'm trying to get mine off the ground here.
1: Of course. No. So I totally understand that as Uh, I don't know if you have more that you want to talk to about that Uh, as part of our uh, business development career uh, self-improvement section up front that we do. I wanted to go with the self-improvement thing that I read that I want to share with you that you're going to love. Uh, So I wanted to see if you had more to.
0: I I do actually. I just, you know, it's, it's interesting to see in the um, in the really I had I, I work with the hospitals in the country and and seeing what's happening, especially how they've been um, hit by COVID and what they did was uh, uh, it it really hurt them hard. Hospitals right now are operating at somewhere below 30 percent, below margin, and they were already operating at razor thin margin. So these guys, they've got a heck of a job. Uh, going forward. But uh, this week, I got to meet with a pretty unique organization. And the guy that I met with graduated from the same college the same year that my, my daughter graduated. Oh, And uh, I thought that was really interesting. And it was kind of fun, too. I, of course, my daughter, she's 27 now. And uh, she's very successful in business as a graphic design uh, um, uh, employee for this hair product company. and She's doing great. But uh, so this guy we meet with and um, I see him on LinkedIn first and I, I see his picture because I always do my research beforehand sure and he you know. looks like he's 14 mm-hmm. and I'm like, well, we're meeting with this guy. And so we, we show up for the video conference and he's got his mask on. And that happens every once in a while because people are in offices with other people and stuff like that. And But he had such a baby face on the on the LinkedIn and he's got his mask on. And we, I've got three people there and he slowly pulls his mask off. He's got this huge mustache. And we, <laughs> this is just so shocking when he just clip out and this huge mustache comes out. And we were we were all stunned, like deer in the headlights. And I, I couldn't help saying, look at your mustache. <laughs> and then I just started. We all laughed and everything. I said, you know, we saw your LinkedIn picture earlier. And he goes, Oh my God, I gotta update that. And I said, Yeah, looks like you haven't updated it since you were 12 or 13 <laughs> <I think so. laughs> really broke the ice there took a risk but it, we all yeah. laughed had a great time it's just oh, fun, it's night. fun meeting with people my kids age now that's really something
1: yeah that is something and i mean some of these young people that they're so they're so smart and so technically so, and this guy
0: was yeah yeah yes. i
1: mean it's really yeah. fun to see that i mean it,
0: it is it's cool
1: our our world has changed so much in the past 20 years that my god we need some young smart uh injection of of blood into our system that's for sure
0: absolutely absolutely well, anyway that was uh, that's what i had
1: okay i i like that one that's uh very interesting what i wanted to discuss was um a few days ago i was listening to Wayne Dyer's uh a podcast Hay House podcast with Dr. Wayne Dyer. Now, Dyer passed away about five or six years ago. Uh Oh,
0: I was gonna say, how did he do that? (laughs) Yeah, it's a seance, basically.
1: (laughs) It's a live seance. Um, So they, apparently he was on a radio show like weekly or something, Uh and he would take a call, like usually about 10 minutes or so. So each one of these is only about 10 minutes. They release it one a week, pretty much. I only discovered it a few months ago. And uh, Uh this one was so good. It's so good in its simplicity. And I've always appreciated that about Dyer because I always read all these different uh, self help people, whatever you want to call them, metaphysical authors like Dyer always reminded me of Deepak Chopra, who for some reason I haven't heard much about him in years, but he's a very deep metaphysical. Uh, he's a he's a PhD Indian guy, his stuff would be so difficult to read, I'd have to reread it and reread each paragraph. But it was so like, inspiring and deep. And today, Jordan Peterson is the same thing for me. I have to, uh, one of his two hour podcasts, I have to re listen to it and stuff because it's so deep, but so meaningful tire always had this way of taking these same concepts and making them so simple. So this hmm. caller comes in, it's a lady, she calls in and she's like, I'm trying to I'm always trying to reach she's She's like, I follow all your stuff. I got your books, I read your books, and I'm always trying to reach a higher level of happiness, as you call it a vibrational level. But how do I do that while people are always pushing my buttons? And that was the question. And I thought it was a really good one a lot of us can relate to. And he said, Well, you know, he goes, I think about he goes, from time to time, you may hear me use the orange analogy. And and he means the fruit. And he says, no matter who you are, and no matter when this is, if you squeeze this orange, you're going to only get orange juice out of this orange. Okay, so mm. it's the same for everybody. doesn't matter what time of day, no circumstances can change. Only orange juice will come out of this orange. So check take a gut check on your own about yourself. When people squeeze you, what's coming out? You're saying someone's pushing your buttons and this kind of hatred's coming out. this this discontent. this discontent is coming out. It's because mm. that's what you're filled with. He goes, ha. And that's true. It's true. But okay, so now I typically would listen to authors who would give me very deep psychological uh, remedies to this problem that may span the next hour. Here's what he said. And it always gets back to something that he always said, change the way you look at things and the things you look at change. And I know that sounds deep and or it sounds like a Tricky play on words. Here's the perfect explanation of one of these examples. He said, <clears throat> what I do when somebody so called is trying to push my buttons, I see it in a, I, as a place of gratitude that I have this opportunity to practice and hone my skills in reaching out in love. And he goes, and he used this story, he goes, just the other day, I had to call up like a telecommunications company and talk to a customer service rep, you know how that can be, and uh, to try to remedy a problem. And I got this customer rep who was very short, very rude. And he goes, and I ended up spending 40 minutes on the phone with her. By the end of that conversation, she was so turned around and full of a place of love that I'm sure it permeated through the office for the rest of that day. He goes, that's what you have an opportunity to do. When somebody comes at you trying to push your button, and I could speak to this because I grew up in a very blue collar city, a very blue collar town, and this is what everybody did all day, every day try to make them push each other's that. buttons yes because it yes. would make you when you got a reaction out of somebody it's it like feels you feel superior you unloaded your burden and gave it to them it's kind of what it's <laughs> <done>.
0: okay <laughs> yeah so, i get but, exactly what you
1: mean but what that means is somebody's got a burden well you have a yeah. chance to bring some light into that you could you can meet uh the you could take that on and now you both have a burden Uh, In other words, negativity spreads, or you could take it as Oh, you recognize that and you could put a little sunshine into it and, uh, and make it dissipate make it dissolve. That's what love does. That's an unconditional love response, right there. But the bottom line is, is he said this so much cleaner and more crisp than I did and more direct is he just simply said, okay, you need to get out of a place where somebody else you see yourself as a victim that somebody else has control over you and your behavior, your Mm -hmm. feelings. Mm -hmm. And you need to take ownership of your own responsibility, your own responses, and see that okay, now this changed the way you look at things, and the things you look at change. Now you can look at this as an opportunity. Now you're looking at it in a state of gratitude. That's all the difference. You just went from a place of um, negativity to a place of gratitude, and it changes everything. change the way you look at things and the things you look at change. So it will change your
0: exactly right. Change your entire environment. That's the story of my life. Actually, it is that we've talked about this kind of stuff. I mean, it comes down to attitude, right? Um, I mean, you can, you can call it a lot of different things, by the way, I thought you explained that beautifully. I don't know if anybody could explain that any better than what you just did. Wayne Dyer, but uh, yeah, well, we'll have to look at him, but uh, I, we get the concept. I, I, I had a situation one time where um, I was walking down the street with Anne Marie and we were coming home one night and uh, all of a sudden we were confronted by a pit bull that was off the leash and uh, looking like he was going to, I had my dog with me too, looking like he was ready to attack my dog and I, 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 in a split second, I mean, I remember it was like, there was a a light, it was nighttime. There was a light in our eyes. And then suddenly that dog was in front of us and it was scary. And I very quickly grabbed a hold of, he had a leash on. I grabbed his leash and I lifted him up in the air, like by the collar so that he couldn't lunge at me and, you know, bite me.
1: Good move. That's the only move.
0: (laughs) Anne-Marie took, I handed the, the, with the other hand, I handed the leash to Anne-Marie and I said, go. And so uh, while while this was happening, I guess the owner of the dog was, I, he was a homeless guy and he was, I couldn't see him, but he saw me and boy, was he mad. Well, of course, cause I'm I'm handling his dog in a way sure. that he didn't like. And uh, boy, he came running over there and what are you doing to my dog? I said, look, your dog was off a leash. And, and you know, long story short, the guy was mad. He called me the N word mm-hmm. and uh, I am not, affected by that, because I don't care what he thinks about that. It it has no effect on me. But I kind of laughed. I said, Did you just call me that? And he came got right in my face and everything. I said, Look, man, I'm just like you, you're trying to protect your dog. I want to protect my wife and my dog. And he goes, Well, I can respect that. And I said, Well, God bless you, then. And he said, God bless you. (laughs) That was the (laughs) other man. That's but I think that's story, the thing, is I had an opportunity to to show love and yeah. and relate to the guy rather than you know go to blows so, and what what do you got to lose fighting a guy in the street over your right. over a dog and everything this right. is stupid but uh anyway so it all ended up we blessed each other that was it yeah, I remember I got to the corner with Anne Marie and she was like well what did he say so he, oh, he said God bless you. <laughs> <laughs> Did you sneeze? <laughs> you know, I—I
1: that's a great story too. The—the the lesson that we just shared here, but here's another that I—I I think I shared really early on in the podcast that speaks right to it. Is so I grew up in this very blue collar town, as I said, and this is the way of life—is trying to push each other's buttons. It is a very low level, I think, uh, mentality—a way to live. And I go off to college. I meet you and Scott, and I'm still doing the same stuff like, eh, you know, trying to push buttons with a smile on my a smirk on my face. And I was met with unconditional love and, and happiness. And it was like on airing. And it changed me. So this is what you do is you plant a seed out there when you do this. It's not just about making your day better. You actually this is the way you change people. You don't tra- change people by confronting them, then all they're doing, they're doing is digging their heels in.
0: No, right. You know, right. I'm,
1: make the world a better place, you meet it with unconditional love, it plants a seed in it changed me. I, I I asked myself, man, what do they got that I don't have. And so I started looking at it that way. And so that's, that's the story of pushing buttons and how to deal with
0: it. Wow, I was that. not expecting that. Uh, but I'm blown away by that story, Barry. And um, I, 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 I'm speechless wow oh, that's uh, awesome a supreme a, compliment and it goes to
1: your brother as well because you guys you guys and it goes to your mother too you guys were Oh, well, she's raised right you know what i mean yeah uh, at a higher <laughs> level so and it and it's affected me i you share the stories with me throughout your life of growing up and i take them on as my own lessons as well i mean it's miraculous <laughs> okay. stuff
0: hey uh just a a segue That's awesome man i love i, I can i just say yeah um parents just make mm. all the difference don't they Absolutely. and just that that unconditional love that you're that you show to your kids and it doesn't even matter if they're out of the house and grown up i mean yeah. my my mom uh i mean she, she'll watch one of our podcasts and tell me that she's proud of me oh, and wow. i mean that just that i feel like i could walk on air you yes. know uh, when, yes. I, when i get that and so just parents out there you know, make a point to tell your kids how, how proud you are of yeah. them. And uh, you're you're right though that that's a big deal. So thanks for saying that, Barry. I really appreciate that. Go ahead.
1: Sure. I will just say as you talk about parenting, and and I'm not a parent, but I'm just a I'm a life observer is what I am, and I think about everything basically. But the the thing about parenting, and it, and it could be the same about your relation, any relationship, but it is a matter of like, unconditional love is the number one key ingredient, but it's a balance. It's a tightrope back because you also have to have tough love too, at the right moments. And but that's-, that's
0: unconditional love. I mean, to be honest, Explain that. okay, here, here, here's the thing is that um, as, as a parent, um, your real desire for your kids is you want your kid to love you. And uh, when they're screwing up and doing the wrong thing, your inner part of you doesn't want to discipline them because mm. they're not going to like you. <laughs> you yeah. know? no, kidding. They're just not going to like you. And the, the, the thing about my parents was that they, and I've said this before on the show, they seemed to not be afraid that I might hate them Yeah, because they yeah. loved me so much. They were willing to confront me and all my idiocracy that I had going on and call, uh, Right, right, and wrong, mm-hmm. wrong, mm-hmm. and uh, and I didn't like that. I really didn't like that. Mm-hmm. But they seemed to not care because they loved me more than they. They were willing to do what was right to protect me, even if I hated it. Mm-hmm. And to me, that's uncon thats tough love, and that's also unconditional love. Because if you, if they didn't love me, they wouldn't have taken the time to to put themselves in that crappy position cuz when your kids are like angry with you because mm-hmm. they don't like you because you're the the person that's it, a bad play being the bad guy sucks but if you love your kids you got to be the bad guy That's that's your job is your job isn't to be their friends when they're growing up. Your job is to raise them right so that they can have a productive and happy life and and pass that on to their kids. You
1: know, uh, just to play devil's advocate, because where things have gone wrong in the last generation or two is um, I said this before, is when we were young, it was all about, you know, our parents were from the 70s, especially a dad growing up in the 60s and 70s, super macho time and only showing yeah. anger and different things like that. And so <laughs> like Red of, Foreman. Yeah. So, the, yeah, exactly. <laughs> that was my yep. father.
0: Yeah, uh, my dad was like that too. The rest of our lives,
1: we're trying to put our self-esteem back together. Everything was self-esteem, <laughs> self-esteem. So we have kids, and all we oh self-esteem, self-esteem, and it got so bastardized that we lost the regular, plain nature underneath, pushing the bird out the nest, teaching yes. uh, the the cub how to hunt, and uh, hard times. You know, you that's what all throughout nature every species does is it you got to get hard on this kid so that it knows how to cope every
0: species yes does,
1: except absolutely us. and and this is where we went wrong in our last generations overcompensating with coddling and um, yes so not recognizing the tough love and unconditional love are one and the same as you just explained so that went a little yeah. deeper <laughs> uh, no, but
0: that's that's good stuff right there. No. It's it's just so true. And a lot of parents, you know, that are doing a great job of uh disciplining their kids and being right there for the them, balance, they, yeah. there's a there's a guilt that happens on the inside. Yeah. Uh and uh parents have to encourage each other, you know, because uh like for instance, disciplining your kids should never come from a place of anger. Uh, if you're if you're angry and you want to discipline your kids, you should probably take a break, go someplace, go to your room or something until you calm down and think about it rationally. Discipline is good. Uh, but when you're angry and you discipline, that can be harmful. So you have to you have to you know be measured with your yeah. discipline. And so it's sort of like the the email thing that we talked about, you know, where you want to write an angry email. That's right. <laughs> don't, don't send it uh, wait better. a day and then look at it the next day and then did, and edit it. Uh, Cause these things live forever. I mean, it is the same thing. If you say something that I mean, those things live forever too. in people's memory, I can, you know, you talked about your dad and self-esteem there's as soon as you said that, I remembered like 10 things my dad said to me that <laughs> I was like, Oh God, (laughs) I I would fire you, (laughs) but he said that a few times. I got fired a few times. (laughs) I'm not your son anymore. Is that what that means? (laughs) No, I was his son.
1: I have taken our own advice here uh, a lot recently, several times, meaning uh, starting uh, an email and waiting a day Mm -hmm. on it. Because yeah, of our own conversations in the back of my head. Yep. That is yep. great advice. It's great advice. All right, I got speak. it from
0: Abraham Lincoln. Is that right? Oh, he didn't have emails. We... He was remember the letters yes, he, would, I do he would put them in his desk and then he'd look at him and oh, I can't send that. <laughs>
1: All right, we got a whole lot to talk about. I want to mention briefly because we'll visit this again in a few weeks. But Lisa and I just did the Ancestry DNA tests. I got her oh, that yeah. his and hers for her birthday a couple of weeks ago the, around the Florida trip. And uh, very interesting that, okay, so you spit in this tube and stuff, you seal it up, it's super easy, self-mailing thing, boom, it's gone. Now you got to sign up online. And uh, this is where it gets interesting because there's a lot of big questions that have to be answered. um, And it comes back to the main one. The main one is, do we have consent to store your DNA for the future? And they sell it as... Uh, So if you want to know something in the future, you don't have to purchase a new test again, we have everything on file. Mm -hmm. And for scientific reasons that you can help humankind by allowing us to do future testing and stuff like that. So I take that I filled out this thing for both Lisa and I and I walked in and I'm talking to her. I'm like, at this point. And I'm like, what do you think about this? Do we give consent for them to store this in the future? And I explained it. She goes, yeah, sure, of course. And I'm like, ah, not really. I don't think I'm on board with it. She's like, why? And I said, well, for all the reasons that I can't think of right now. And um, there, yeah, there's uh, some really important information right there that I don't even, I think that they're sitting on like, that's the way Google started. They were collecting yes. the information. They weren't sure what they're going to do with it yet, but they knew it was yes. valuable. Same yes. thing. So I thought about it a little bit and I said to her, I said, what if, for instance, they wanted to take our a, a bunch the, the scientists, the government purchases a whole crap load of DNA from them to put into a rover that goes to Mars and they're going to colonize Mars using this DNA that will then grow clones. And these clones would be virtual slaves building a habitat on Mars. Now, right. listen to this, Merle. I want to see where you weigh in on this, because I just started thinking about it and put it. What if I was dead? I'm in heaven, living the life of Riley, things are perfect. And then someone goes and grows a clone of me and slowly my consciousness is getting pulled out of heaven and back into that.
0: (laughs) And now I'm on Mars. (laughs) Okay. That sounds like hell right there. I mean, you <laughs> yes. make it to heaven, and now you're you're stranded on Mars. What a yeah, what a yeah. terrible this this would be a great movie actually. That's what I um, said to her. But
1: I said these are things we don't know, and these are the things I yeah. said. It's the th- I'm worried about the things I don't know about. Needless to say, <laughs> yeah. we're I not think that's a good them, point. We're not letting them store our DNA, but I yeah, want yeah. your opinion. <laughs>
0: I am I mean, I love, I love how you took it to a, almost a sci-fi point right there where <laughs> sure. your conscience, it was, it was I, I saw that movie with the, uh, Keanu Reeves, The Matrix, like oh. that kind of thing happening right there. That was, that was really cool, actually. I don't know. I mean, from a, a Christian perspective, I don't think that would happen. Uh, I think that the clone itself would. Even though it's a clone, have it would its have own. its own soul and everything, so it would it would, it would be its own person. Uh, I, I, that's can't. my understanding. Yeah. Well, we've we've seen. I mean, they are cloning now, uh, and and I Animals. I don't I, who There's knows human
1: who clones knows. out there. Yeah, There's and human.
0: I think they they have they're their own person and everything, and and we have twins too, which is sort of the same thing. And I don't know. I I just think this that like the the whole thing of, of your your premise of not doing it because of the things you don't know i think that's a pretty powerful premise yeah. uh, because you in you're using the, the google thing that's a great analogy too because mm-hmm. like you said they didn't know what to do then they figured out wait a second we could use these people and make a ton of money off of yes. them for, because of their data and we could sell that well gosh how much more personal can you get than your dna Mm-hmm. I mean that Jeans, this, this yeah. is this like this is the who you, the most personal part of you is out there and and when I did my DNA thing um, I remember I was I was pretty excited to find out all this information. I don't think I had like a thing to fill out like Mm. that, uh, Mm. where I had to give permission like that. I don't remember. Mm -hmm. But the fact is that when you send it in, they still have your DNA and who knows what they're going to do with it, even if you say uh, not. And um, I remember uh, my brother and I both had an opportunity to do this and I did it and he didn't. And it was because of exactly that premise yeah i know and i remember I've thought about it ever since yeah like oh should i have done that
1: yeah yeah <laughs> here's another thing i read about that is truly happening is that they are uh using it, i forget the legalities of how this is being done why this is being done but people that have donated sperm or adopted uh adop- kids that have been adopted are finding their biological parents and these and most often these biological parents don't want to be found and right uh, but this is what's happening and so then it's a whole nother set of heartbreak that uh, these people these people have been wondering their whole life who their parent was and uh, then they find out and then go through another set of rejection a lot of times oh. i mean other that- times it can be reconciliation
0: I've heard I've heard good stories and I've heard bad stories on that whole thing. But I mean, there is a risk on both sides. I mean, the parent doesn't want to be found. And what if the kid finds out that the parent is a really bad person? um and that that could be psychologically damaging as well so there's there's a lot to think about there on is this whole thing. Yeah, on i think we're going to
1: uncover more and more but we'll get back to that in a few weeks when i get my results can't wait to find out what we really are and i'll share that with you here uh so current events and politics we got a lot to talk about there's two main things that i want to bring up and you go with okay. whatever you want okay one is the whole Asian racist thing now that uh, there is our new cultural far left thing to divide and conquer. So there's that it is everywhere all within the last week or two. Uh, yes. So everything is about uh, racism against Asians now. And it took them a while to get to the Asians. I've mentioned that before, but figured it would sooner or later. Uh, the other is Biden. Boy, oh boy, oh boy. He goes and um almost they pull it out of them calling uh, Russian. uh, What's his name? Uh, Putin? uh, killer. Yeah. uh, You know, kicking up dirt there. Uh, That is just Oh, my God. Now, if the whole time Trump was leading up to his presidency to the whole time he was in it, we're hearing how he was going to send us into World War three, he actually did quite Mm -hmm. the opposite. He dearmed a lot of situations rather and then now look what we got here. So, which of those two do you want to go with? Go ahead.
0: Let's go with Putin first, because I okay. <laughs> I think this is awesome uh, that uh, <laughs> I think that it's this scary. Is, this has happened. Well, um, here's what hey, Putin finally came back with a response uh, because the first I response saw. was was pretty was pretty uh, soft, but the second response that he came back with, I thought from a political uh, opportunist uh deal that uh this is a pretty strong move that he made and he says uh here's what he says i want to propose to president biden to continue our discussions but on the condition that we do it basically live as it's called without any delays and directly in an open direct discussion
1: that's not going to happen
0: no it's not going to happen and he knows it and he and Putin knows why is that there's biden's got a tough time he's got he has he's a tough time there. communicating
1: he's not yeah. all there Yeah,
0: he's not going to be able to stand up to uh putin's stuff and so i think it was a mistake for um for biden to come out and say that but but the, i don't know anytime bottom line because- is putin is a killer it, you know, that's the truth putin's yeah. a killer uh, he's K- ex KGB. I mean, how many times have we heard about some kind of uh, foreign diplomat that's been poisoned by the Russians? Yes, you know, and, yes. and he's behind it every time. Absolutely. So, you know, I mean, this is one time I actually agree with Biden, and uh, but now he's got to pony up and and respond back to Putin. and I don't know what he's going to do. Now. Wasn't
1: that? Wasn't that a uh, 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 Steve? Uh, what's his name? The interviewer. Papanopoulos.
0: Uh I don't know who you're talking about. The dude that
1: interviewed him pulled that out of him. He just basically Biden is easy. I didn't see the tweak interview. I, I saw that clip of it, but it's easy. God, I can't think of his name. You know him. the ha- Oh, guy with yeah, the I know
0: who you're talking about. The Clinton administration yes. guy. Uh George uh George um, Stephanopoulos. George. Jeez, Stephanopoulos, yes. Stephanopoulos. yeah. Stephanopoulos.
1: But uh, it's easy to tweak Biden's ego. He thinks of himself as something of a tough guy and stuff. So it's like, do you think he's a killer? Well, what is Biden going to say? Oh, no, that's what he's afraid of doing. No, he wants to stand up straight and like get in your face and put on his sunglasses and do that kind of stuff. Yeah. And um,
0: yeah,
1: he sh- the guy uh, boy is cringy as Trump always is and was in front of a camera. Couldn't stand watching him. Biden is just like people, I know the whole Democratic Party, Pelosi and all of them are just biting their fingernails the whole time he's in front of a camera.
0: Yeah, it's, uh, I don't know, it's, 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 it's shocking. And, and especially shocking is when you see his press secretary, Jen Psaki, Yes. Um, she's Painful. just, she, yeah, she just doesn't seem to know anything. And uh, I just think that um, they're putting on a bad face here. But uh, they are. I, I got more on that. But I know you wanted to move on to the. Uh, no, the I wanted Asians, to say you brought up. Interesting.
1: You brought up Saki, and, uh, you know, there's a few things there. First of all, as you just said, she doesn't seem to know anything. They. Everything that they ran on, they're completely hi- hypocritical about. They wanted to say that they're going to be the most transparent administration ever. And they are the least transparent administration ever. Yeah, she hides behind this cloud of ignorance and she just doesn't know how to deal with things. And then um, she just got, she just slipped up and f- finally called the border debacle a, uh, a, what is a crisis?
0: A crisis. And, right. Yeah. And yeah. then
1: she had to walk it back for the next 10 minutes. So uh, this administration is as uh, as much heat as they gave uh, the Trump administration. And this is another thing that bothers me so much is that they will double down on this anti Trump stuff until they drill us into the ground, it, because if it, if Trump backed it, then it must be bad. Because orange man bad. And uh, frankly, he he was doing a lot of things right, like handling the border situation, uh, yes, which is a was. tough call. It's a it's a it's a very tough situation to handle in every regard. But he was doing a heck of a lot better job than doing the opposite of what he did. Now, look where we're at with the kids in cages problem tripled. And we don't even know. And we can't even talk about it. You know, it, it can't even be discussed.
0: No, it can't. Uh, It's it's really terrible what's happening at the border right now. This is uh, this is you're right. They were they said that they were going to be transparent. They're not transparent. They're not letting reporters do ride alongs down at the border right now. They're not uh, they're not letting them film anything in the containment centers. Uh, This is uh, this is really terrible. And they're moving, uh, let's see, 3,000 migrant teens to the Dallas Convention Center, uh, which is outrageous that they would do this. You know, there there was a policy change that happened here with the Biden administration coming in where uh, unaccompanied minors, I've said this before, can they get a free pass, they come across the border. Studies are showing right now that the sheriffs actually have been testing these people after they get released into our society and they're finding on average about 12% of them actually have COVID. Uh, they're letting people with COVID into our country right now. They're putting kids, uh, migrant kids, in close quarters all together—three thousand of them inside of this uh, this this enclosed place. Well, our kids aren't even allowed to go to school in most states right now. We're not allowed to go to games and be in close proximity. But but all bets are off when it comes to uh, bringing these migrant children into the country. It's really sent a, a double message. You know, COVID is terrible. Be aware. But we're going to let all these people in that have COVID. And I, I don't know, man, It's a terrible message they're sending right now.
1: Complete hypocrisy. Uh, anything else you want to go with that? Because I want, I do want to get back to the Asian thing.
0: Yeah, go, well, I don't want to go to that because uh, we'll, okay. we'll come back to this. Sure, that that's fine. But yeah,
1: the, uh, the headlines are out the wazoo. I've mentioned that I like to go on Daily Mail almost every day to see the sensationalized headlines on just about everything it's a just a one pager where i can check it all out and yesterday it was asian this asian that all the way through so we know about the shooter in atlanta, atlanta
0: or somewhere in georgia yeah it was in atlanta yeah yeah
1: that went through uh the massage parlors which six out of right. the eight happened to be asian which is you know well they questioned him right away of course asking if it was racially motivated he said no and divulged his sex uh addiction problem
0: addiction that, yeah. but
1: of course the mainstream media media just goes for the race thing every time. And so that's, I think this really seemed to start as far as I saw about three weeks ago or so when I saw the video of a, a, happened to be black guy but a guy clocking a like 91 year old asian guy it was i saw that too yeah Yeah. and that's where it seemed to really get started so of course it wasn't like some mental guy or drug addict guy or no it came about race immediately it wasn't that clocked an elderly man no it had to be an asian man and and all of that right and um and so now it's, you know, we got uh, some kind of a hearing going on on Capitol Hill about uh, uh, the crisis point of uh, for Asians uh, in the community, anti Asian really? hate hearing. That's what it is in, in Congress. Uh, I got a <laughs> that's on ABC News. Uh, wow. Let's see. So a Cherokee County, Georgia sheriff is uh, try he's uh trying to get canceled they're trying to cancel him for allegedly post- posting a photo of a racist anti-asian t-shirt that says in a, in quotes covid-19 imported virus from china so there's a great big hoo ha there which it is exactly that the, the okay.
0: okay i i i just how okay co that's so here's racist. here's
1: okay. Here's okay. the angle: is now that if we say anything about China uh, because of COVID nineteen, then it's misconstrued as racist. Now every time that anybody's in China because of destroying the world practically with COVID nineteen and their carelessness with at this lab is which is probably what happened, we are talking about the government. I could tell right. you, I could talk about China all day long with a lot of disdain. I really can. Right. And I'm talking yeah. about the government and everybody exactly. is people do not yeah. hate Chinese people. Now, I will say the other day, the other morning on the local news, I wake up, get my coffee, listen to the local news. And yes, they found a victim uh, in Chinatown, downtown Cleveland, where somebody called in and, sa- and said something derogatory about you guys brought the, the Chinese virus here, COVID-19 here. Right, right. you can find a crank phone call all day long everywhere. I used to make them when my friends and I used to make them when we were kids. I mean it's yes, it's terrible. <laughs> don't want people to feel bad, but my point is is this is yet again one of those this is the latest way that they found to spread racism and uh and it's completely divisive. it gets us all up in arms and distracted by everything else. and here is another thing. Rogan had Mike Baker on his podcast just a couple of days ago. They were talking about this. They were talking about in the same vein, the election problems as well. And and Mike Baker is ex CIA. He's been on before. He's very intelligent, very well-spoken and talked about how China and Russia are, there's just such a strategic organized, uh, well, strategy where they infiltrate social media all day long, uh, adding fuel to the fire of all of this stuff. So, I mean, as much as uh, you think the election was a debacle, boy, without all of the lies that they can't pump into there to get everybody fueled up. I mean, it's uh, they just made uh, a mountain out of a molehill co- compared to what was happening. This anti-Asian or anti-racist, racist anything all day long they have tons of people that they pay to fuel the fire on social media oh
0: yeah <clears throat> i i agree with that and you know this is really a um the, the tactics that's being used right now originated uh with the advent of communism <clears throat> and we're seeing propaganda. we're seeing that yeah, we're seeing that strategy playing out. Where it's it's not just propaganda; it's it's dividing people yeah. into little tiny tribes, so they can't be united anymore. You see, yes. uh, if you're going to have a, a tyrannical government, you can't have the people united because if they're the, if they are united, they can easily over overpower you. Uh, so it's it's very important that you divide these people, and uh, and and the folks in the USSR understood that, and they understood the politics, the racism politics that they could uh, take advantage of to destroy this country. They've been doing this same play for a long time. The, the unfortunate thing is that uh, we have a large contingent in government that uh, has taken advantage of this. <clears throat> I just want to point out something. The this is all happening with the majority Democratic Party or Democrat Party that's in there. And when you start to really think about this whole Asian thing, it, they're talking out of both sides of their mouth because we've got academia where places like Harvard are limiting the amount of Asians that, yes. that are admitted into the school because these Asians culturally are, are really devoted to their studies. I mean, that's a big deal. So because a lot fam- of them qualify for high level Ivy League school admittance, and they are cutting down to allow other people in, like black people, for instance, mm-hmm. into the school or or uh, other white people that 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 uh, that could I mean, it's discrimination. Let's just put it out there. They're, mm-hmm. they're being discriminated against mm-hmm. by the most liberal bastions in the country. And then this is only about coronavirus. Wait and a minute. It's not wanna, about Chinese racism.
1: I want to put a pinnacle on what you just said. They're being discriminated against ultimately having the highest, uh, ratio of nuclear family, uh, Held together. That's, it. that's, that's where. It that's, comes so that's from.
0: why they're doing so well, and it comes back yeah. to the parenting, and and this is this is a powerful thing that they've brought to our country, and now you know the 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 only reason that they're coming out and saying Asian racism is because of this whole Wuhan thing, and and um, and and if we start to embrace the fact that this was done purposely by the Chinese government. Um, that, that breaks apart the whole strategy of let's divide these people with racism. And so they have to fight against that. That's what it looks like to me. It seems pretty obvious. It's an
1: opportunity. It's an opportunity. It is
0: never let a good crisis go to waste, right?
1: There you go. It's, it's awful. And so while they're discriminating against Asians have the highest rate of a successful family nucleus, at least, uh, likely to divorce is what I'm trying to say. Not so eloquently. So we are punishing those people while we reward people to uh, have kids out of wedlock, to not uh, have uh, together families. A nuclear family,
0: right? Look at the black community. Um, Right now, 70% of black Black children are growing up in a single household. That's up 50% from ni- the 1960s when it yes. was 24%. And um, the 1960s brought on the Civil Rights Act, which brought on this compensation for having children out of wedlock. And lo and behold, we've got a huge problem as a result. And we know, I mean, even President Obama said that, uh, you know, if you're growing up without a father, you're going to have all of these problems. Inherently, you're going to you're going to you're going to be more likely to end up in prison, you're going to be more likely to end up in poverty. Um, Everybody knows this. It's just the bottom line.
1: Well, it's very true. And especially when you don't have a father that shows you how to manage your feelings and rise to the occasion and stuff that you grow up acting out, you grow up uh, looking on the streets to find find your place.
0: Well, that's, that's absolutely the truth. Uh, hey, I want to move on. I, I wanted to cover one thing here yeah. before we uh, go on. Oh, we never did. Did we? Uh, oh, yeah. So the, the, did we tie off on the Asian, uh, the the thing that happened with this guy? Yeah, I think we're done on that, right? I
1: think so. There, I had so many headlines that I just copied and pasted in here. But the, the point is, I just want to bring it to the forefront that the, the ridiculousness that and don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that there's no racism out there and against Asians or anybody else, but right countering it with more racism, dividing us up into races. And that's all you see is wrong. And it a totally problem. Oh, there was this Teen Vogue editor. 27. Here's another one, a way that cancel culture just got hold of this. This is like yesterday. She resigns over anti Asian tweets that she wrote as a teenager. uh, And let's see, lost a seven figure ad campaign over appointment. I don't remember what that was about, but so so she wrote some uh, like slightly racist jokes, something about, oh, I don't I don't want to be hung over. So my eyes look Asian when I wake up in the morning because I have an interview. OK,
0: that's not but, racist.
1: Sorry. I, I know trying to make a joke there. There can be no humor. In this leftist no.
0: society. Well, that's the thing is they they're not funny. No, <laughs> they're just oh, not it's funny. Miserable. They don't understand. They don't understand humor. Yeah, they're they're basically very miserable, unhappy people. But um, absolutely. And and speaking of that, um, you know, if you take a look at what's happening, I think it's important right now that we pay particular attention to what's happening in our House of Representatives because the 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 nuttiness that's going on over there is really over the top. I've never seen anything like this. The bills that are being passed right now, I think it's important. There's two bills right now that are that are up that are extremely controversial. The first one is HR1 and it's called For the For the People Act of 2021 and this completely will change America for all time if this thing passes. Have you heard anything no. about this, Barry? Tell me, I'm gonna read you a couple of things that this does and it changes how we vote in America. Remember, we spent a lot of time going over the constitution and the states actually have control over how elections happen in in each of their states the federal government is trying to take over everything election now that they have control in the house and in the senate uh on the democratic party but i'll just read a couple of headlines here so number one it gives the federal government authority to administer elections um, although the constitution gives the states the authority uh, they found a loophole so they'll be 100 percent in charge It limits a plaintiff's access to federal courts when challenging HR1, so if you got a problem with how voting happened, you're very limited in what you can do legally regarding that. It mandates automatic voter registration in all 50 states, Uh, so everyone's just automatically registered, and... um, that can be, you know, if you're an illegal, you could be automatically registered. You will be automatically registered as a matter of fact. It yeah. mandates no fault absentee ballots. Um, that means no need for a witness signature or notarization anymore. You can just send them in. Uh, prevents election officials from removing ineligible voters from registry or confirming the, ability, the eligibility of qualifications for voters. So you're not allowed to uh, make sure that their information is right. Uh, it it uh, banned state voter ID laws. It ensures illegal immigrants can vote. Uh, the bill shields non-citizens from prosecution if they are registered to vote. So illegal uh, immigrants can vote. Allow same day voter registration. So like for instance, in Georgia, um, when we had that runoff election that this, you know, thousands of people could just come across the border and register in the same day. And I don't know how they can track that whole thing. Mm-hmm. It allows 16 year olds to register to vote. It, what? Uh, prohibit. Uh, uh, this about goes on before. and on. That's ridiculous. Uh, prohibits the p- publication of misleading information about elections. Who's in charge of that? Uh, well, that's, it's, that sounds like censorship. Uh, allows felons to vote, mandates early <laughs> yeah. voting, uh, legalizes nationwide mail-in voting without photo ID, promotes ballot har- harvesting. So somebody can just collect like thousands of ballots and, and turn them in. Um, yeah. You know, who knows if they filled them out themselves or not, they probably did. Requires states to accept ballots 10 days after elections, Prohibits state election officials from campaigning in federal elections requires college and universities to ha- hire campus vote coordinators. This It just goes on and on and all of it uh, favors the Democrat party and oh, sure. none of it favors the Republican party. Sure. It, it it basically enshrines the Democrat party in the federal government as in control from here on.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what to add to that. I think you. Put it pretty eloquently. Um, uh I wanted to see your thoughts on Biden says he has a plan plans, a small to significant tax hike. That was in quotes, small to significant tax hike on those making over $400,000. Uh, let's see. Republicans are sure to oppose any such effort by the president and his democratic allies. Quote, anybody making over 400,000 will see a small to significant tax increase. He told ABC news. If you make l- Pardon me. Less than four hundred thousand, you won't see one single penny in additional federal income tax. I know. I don't uh, believe it. When, I don't. When believe does it. the bait First and off. switch? When does the bait and switch? Yeah,
0: on? yeah, that never works. It, it, it never it, works. We've heard that kind of rhetoric before. And by the way, um, this is the problem with the federal government taking authority over these types of things instead of letting the states uh, have authority over this because four hundred thousand dollars in uh, in uh, South Dakota is way different right. than $400,000 in Cleveland, Ohio, or right. way different than $400,000 in Southern California, or yes. San Francisco, for example. Yes. So you can't just put, it's sort of like the $15 an hour minimum wage. I mean, $15 yeah. an hour is great if you're in Tupelo, Mississippi, uh, but yeah. here in Los Angeles, uh, you're you're in trouble at that. You're not gonna be able to afford a family and a college education at that. So. This is this is a problem, and here's the other thing with that 1.9 trillion dollar stimulus package that went through. Uh, that that is a boatload of money right there. People don't understand. I was just having a conversation with somebody. Oh, we just we got this uh, uh, infrastructure problem. We only need two trillion dollars to fix these three thousand bridges. And I'm like, two trillion dollars. Do you realize how much money that is? Well, we just passed two trillion. I'm like, that is a giant. Do you realize that we don't in a in a year, all the money America makes is less than 20 trillion and you're going to take two trillion, you're going to take 10 percent off the top. That is a ginormous amount of money right there. You know what it um, says to me? So the fact is we're getting taxed too much. On. We're getting taxed too much.
1: Well, if they can throw around trillions like this and I know it's borrowed, but even if they think they can, hey, how about uh, cutting our taxes at least in half? OK.
0: Yeah, well, well, this was my point, Barry. Is that if we if this uh small to significant, boy, I used to be a carny. Okay, that means significant. That means you're gonna get a big tax increase and everyone's gonna get it. There's no way we can afford the money that's pouring out of Washington right now. And what I'm hearing is taxes are about to go sky high. Corporate tax rates are gonna go up. All of our tax rates are gonna go up right now. There's no, we can't afford what they just put through. No, and everyone is about to, this is about to be a tax nightmare and this is what we voted for.
1: Yeah. Yeah, well we I think we got a lot of bait and switch and we got a lot more to see.
0: That's yeah, we truth. did. And the first one was the, the most transparent uh, administration yes. ever. This is like you said, this is the least transparent uh, government that we've ever seen or administration that we've ever seen. They're they were not, they're not talking about anything. I just wanted to go back to the immigration thing, Barry. Well, they got to uh, Kamala Harris and they asked her, well, what do you think about the crisis at the border? She said, I haven't been briefed yet. And then she took off. You haven't oh. been briefed yet. Oh. Are you kidding me? That see, this is a complete sidestep and uh, and what this is is censorship. Uh, it's complete censorship that we're getting. And speaking of censorship, um, remember uh, back with, in uh, January with the Georgia uh, presidential count and, and uh, they said that Trump had a conversation with the uh, secretary of state down there and said, Uh, demanded that he go and find fraud and that'll make him a hero if he Mm. finds it. And this was, oh, Trump's trying to manipulate the vote. Well, they've had to come out and say that this was fraudulent. These quotes were fraudulent, uh, that Trump never found it. And the reason that they said it is they found the audio tape of the call. Mm. And this just goes to show you what the mainstream media, all the mainstream, it was CNN and ABC and NBC. They were all saying the same thing. This is what they're doing. Mm -hmm. They're manipulating us by falsifying information left and right. Mm -hmm. Not calling the border crisis a crisis is a sin. Mm -hmm. I mean, we are being manipulated here. And do you think that the majority of Americans are catching on, Barry? I don't
1: know. It made me think of something I completely forgot about. And that is uh, Crystal and Sager, who I bring up from time to yeah. time have a great show called the rising on youtube and i strongly recommend you check it out they make great points all the time very significant ones and they were talking about the mainstream media and how you know it's cable news and cable news has been struggling now for years because of the more predominance of online stuff like this show here like crystal and sager and but boy they found a golden goose when trump came ar- came about <laughs> and so the ratings went up, and that's why they, everything was Trump, 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 Trump. And uh, and I have a couple graphs that I can share with you that they shared. I screen captured them. And Ooh, um, I to
0: yeah, I gotta find them. I think this is it.
1: And uh, so since Trump left office, do you see this?
0: Oh, I have the same stats. Yes.
1: Yeah. Okay. This is worth talking about. Don Lemon, who turns look my at stomach. that. He is Me down too. thirty-two point five percent now. Mm, uh, couldn't
0: happen to a nicer guy.
1: And there you go. And talk about misinformation. So what they were saying, and the point, first of all, <clears throat> let's face it: four four years of the Russian hoax, which everybody, mm-hmm. anybody with that didn't have their head buried in the sand knew was a hoax. Uh, so the misinformation that they've been using, desperately trying to. Uh, Uh, retain ratings. Well, it was working for a lot of people. Trump, as I said, was a golden goose. Now he's gone. They still try to talk about him as much as possible. The, uh, current administration is still obsessed with, uh, Trump in their behavior, trying to undo anything that he ever did uh with being
0: they're blaming the whole border crisis on him and uh you know last year at this time we had 300 miners come across the border in february and this year it was a thousand i mean i don't know how you can blame this on trump and especially the rhetoric that's going out that hey you got a free pass come on in and and by the way we're going to pass legislation and in fact it just passed the house uh, that uh, would legalize all of the dreamers. So basically, what's happening right now is the message to the border people coming across the border is hurry up and get across yes. the border. So that uh, you get in before that bill passes. So you'll have automatic citizenship. <clears throat> that right. That's what's happening. And it, just to go off on a little bit of that graph that you just showed, I thought it was interesting on there that uh, Tucker and Hannity on Fox News also lost yes. market share. Yes, um, that that part was uh, because they've been capitalizing on this Trump thing, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and they're they're being hurt as well. CNN really had gotten hurt. and I thought the interesting thing was is that they' they they're trying to find a new Trump. and Brian Stelter uh, came out with um, a new a new way. And what he said was that uh, I thought this was kind of funny is that uh, Tucker Carlson is the new Donald Trump. <laughs> Tucker has taken Trump's place oh, wow. as a right wing leader, an outrage generator, a fire starter. Um, boy, they they just need to demonize people. That's what the news has become, and this whole movement that we've had uh, that's uh, sparking racism is the same thing. Is we got to find people to hate, and that's mm-hmm. selling advertising right now like mm-hmm. hotcakes, and it's in it's it's brainwashing the whole country into thinking we're this. Terribly racist thing. Uh, white children are being taught that they're inherently racist and they can't help it. So they, now they have to take classes so that they can wash all the uh, all of their dirty mm-hmm. racism off of of each other. I think that what's happening right now is some of the most racist stuff that I've mm-hmm. seen, and it's towards white people uh, mm-hmm. since. Or the civil rights movement against black people it was just like we're switching places right now mm-hmm. which proves that it's not a white issue or a black issue or a yellow issue it's a human issue and um and people when they get power absolute power corrupts absolutely and these are the things that happen but to 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 think that we're solving it by being racist towards white people we're delusional
1: I can not uh, agree with you more. And I, I don't know if I could say it much better. But when you said uh, they're looking for their new Trump, I was going to say, yeah, it's called white supremacy. I thought that's what it was. Uh, my own mother. I had one
0: more thing I wanted to throw uh, out. But go ahead.
1: Well, my own mother I, I, the
0: other day in the car said,
1: uh, I forget the context of the conversation, but she replied with and she's all into the CNN thing. And it's common. You can pick out a CNN viewer uh, a million miles away. They live They're in a, angry. this whole yeah. era of she said, well, maybe that's the white supremacists. And I, I forget the context of the conversation. But when I heard that, I, was, I said my immediate reply was I, don't, I never met a white supremacist. And she goes, oh, yeah. I'm sure you have. You just don't know it. So
0: that's <laughs> they're all around you, Barry. You just but don't this is it.
1: what I hear. And this is what disgusts me is hearing white people talk about white people all of a sudden, all the time. That's what it is. And they don't realize that this is a new thing for them. Like this is their new norm. Right. And yeah. That's yeah, and weird, man. That amount of manipulation is how can you not see that? How can you not? I see don't know.
0: I, I I don't know. I, I it's, it seems like there's a lot of blindness that's going on out here. I, I wanted to bring up another thing that's happening in the house right now, and that is this uh, this whole thing about reparations that's happening. And oh, and boy. we can talk about this on the next show. But that's actually being discussed uh, reparations for for black people. Uh, and um, it's can't happen. They're trying. They're trying to do a study on this, and there are so many things wrong. With it can't happen. It's to impossible. Figure out. Yeah, it is impossible. First off, the, the number one thing is that most black people in the United States have white blood in them.
1: Yeah, uh, and, and, and and wait till we get our DNA test back. I know Lisa's going to have a lot. And like I, I told found. you, if it's a leftist movement, I'm going to identify as black. What are you going to do about
0: it? <laughs> Give me reparations. Why not? Why not yeah. be a, 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 you could be a black transsexual, um, sure. you know, you can really throw At that what, out. what
1: what point in that DNA test are you black or not black? They're going to have to decide that.
0: Boy, you know, this is something my mother is really big on is that here in the United States, the for being black, is in the one drop uh, theory. If you have one drop of black blood in you, you're black. So we're going to um, pay that's ourselves. That's always been how it is. So that's the problem. And in, in fact, Larry Elder was called in to testify, on uh, it's called HR 40. Okay. Mm-hmm. So this is interesting that it's called, I don't know how they come up with these numbers. But, um, at the end of the war, reparations uh, uh, the Civil war, reparations, they talked about giving slaves forty acres and a mule., uh, mm-hmm. so now we have HR forty. This is kind of interesting how they came up with that number. But Larry Elder was testifying on this, and he was saying the same thing, like, hey, uh Barack Obama, um he's got you know, his mother, they they've got a history of slavery in their family, and Barack Obama's dad, he was in Kenya, Kenya's. Ninety percent of the uh, slaves that came over f- across the, uh, the the ocean were sold by Africans to the the yes. Europeans. So, so he's saying, well, look at Barack Obama. Uh, does he does he have to pay? Uh, should Africa pay for reparations since they sold all of their people over uh, who pays and who right. gets paid? Yeah. Uh, you know, like you said, if, do you, if you have a drop of black blood in you, do you get paid? I mean, myself personally, I did the DNA test. I It turns out I'm like 53 percent. uh, European. So, what do I get? Write a check with one hand and receive it with the other one. I mean, it's ridiculous. None of none of this makes any sense. It's It's just absolute ridiculous. And then when you take a look at some of the studies that they have out there, man, black people here in the United States who do far better than black people anywhere else in the world, even Africa um and 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 if you put black people together and put them into a country all by themselves they would be the 17th wealthiest country in the world there's like over 300 countries out there we would be number 17 so put that in your pipe and smoke it
1: there you go okay with that we need to uh wrap that part up uh we're gonna talk about quickly uh, some lighter stuff. And then we are going to segue into our after show, which by the way, will come uh, the link for it will come into the notes if you sign up for our email list at over 50 starting over comes right into your email box. So in the after show, we just it's just Merle and I wrapping up in especially with subjects that we didn't get to in this show, because one of them I want to talk about Gavin Newsom. Can't wait. Oh, that's uh, a great one. <laughs> it is. Uh, I want to I want to put out there for you that in the near future, last week would have been a good week for it. we had such a loose podcast, and it was just a lot of fun and everything. We we're in this mood. Want to do impressions. So think
0: about it. <laughs> impressions. I, I, I okay. got a
1: couple good impressions. I do but think about it. And so we'll come back to that. I just wanted to mention that I found That's on funny, Barry. a fan.
0: <laughs> I found A fan. You bring Scott on for that. Oh my yes. Oh, I know. He's I... the master.
1: He would not. He w- he won't. He won't. I've tried to get him on yeah, yeah, but
0: he could he could imitate you and me. Oh, that like would he be could be have so a conversation funny. and it would be me and you and it would that all would be just... coming from him.
1: We would be dying laughing. I know, right? Oh my! Uh, so he does a
0: good impression of you,
1: by the way. I bet he does. Uh, it's. Yeah, I think I it's easy to do a good impression of me. I, I, to make it a little <laughs> more caricature. I and I, I, I was told like I was told all the time back in like our college days uh, when I waited at the table. They always said you sound like Elf. Remember that <laughs>
0: that's not a compliment, <laughs> <laughs> but I have a
1: distinctive voice. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> it's, true. it's true. I wanted to just leave you with that. You know how it's cool when you find a new TV show that it's like, wow, you're yes. excited for that brief period of time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, Apple TV, Ted Lasso and Lisa told me about it. It stars Jason Sude- Sudeikis. Who I
0: love, he. Was, I like him too.
1: Oh my god, I absolutely love that Saturday guy. Saturday Night I, Live. I, yes, but I first discovered him on that movie, We Are the Millers. Him and Jennifer Aniston.
0: That was a great movie. Hysterical movie,
1: and it's yes, him. he's got this loose way about him. He's so likable and funny, and
0: the expressions on his face and yes. everything. He is yes. he's really good at. It. So he and, put, and Jennifer Aniston was awesome in that movie.
1: The movie was so funny. It except for that yep. scene where she kisses the kid that was creepy. It uh, still creeps me out thinking about it.
0: I, I, I must've blocked that out of my memory.
1: I, yeah, I think so. So anyways, Ted Lasso is about, it's a small time football coach. His name is Ted Lasso, which is weird that his name, last name is Lasso. Why? I don't know. There's no reason for it, but his name is Ted Lasso. He's hired to coach a professional soccer team in England. Okay. So this, despite having no experience in ever coaching soccer, so he's way out of his league there. You know, what soccer's <laughs> like right. in England, right? And right. so he brings his coach partner uh, with him and they come in and it's, it's all about like the, uh, the owner of this soccer team inherited it from her ex-husband who she hates now. So she wants uh, to actually drill it into the ground. That's why she hired I him. I
0: gotcha. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And he plays the most affable, always positive guy he's got a Southern draw. He's from Kansas, but he's fast talking. Everything's an analogy. That's just like this, uh, it's a feel good the whole premise of it. It's a feel good. It's always a conquering all of these odds and all these people against them and all this stuff. You would love it. You would, it's
0: so well, Hi, that sounds great actually. Ted lasso.
1: Yeah. And it's uh, got a 91% on rotten tomatoes and 91 something like 90 plus 97%, I think in Google reviews. So they from reviewers, uh, yeah, great, great. I are, I binged the whole 10 season or whatever, uh, 10 episode season, uh, in like a week, So, there you have it. You can sign up for it. Okay, Apple TV is only like ten bucks a month, but who needs yet another ten bucks added on? You can sign up for a seven week, a seven day free uh, thing for Apple TV and just binge it all.
0: Oh, like there you go. Cool. That's pretty good yes. good advice. I and it's so good to get these kinds of things. There's, yeah. It's hard to find good good material. So thanks for doing that, Barry.
1: Sure, absolutely. All right. With that, guys, we got to get out of here because that's we went a little over. Sorry about that. Have a great weekend. And yes. uh if you want to catch the after show, check out the link in the show notes at over fifty startingover.com. Right on. See